It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. Great to have all of you with us today. And today we're going to talk about our identity from God. I mean, so often we identify identify ourselves with uh, what we do, maybe uh, the things we've accomplished in our lives, but that is not our identity in the eyes of God. In God's eyes, we are all his children. But do we really, and I mean really, know that and understand that? Well, we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director, and joining us for the first time is one of our priests on the inner life, Father Keith Rompke. Father's a priest in the Diocese of Rock. Illinois, pastor of St. Patrick's Catholic Church in Dixon, Illinois. Father Keith Romke, welcome to The Inner Life. How are you doing today? Doing great. So, so glad to be on and be able to talk about this really important topic. Yeah, and I know you love to talk about it, and we're going to get into all of that today. And as we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines, inviting you uh, in our listening audience uh, to join us on the program. We hope some of you will say yes to our invitation and join in the conversation today. But uh, Father Keith Romke, get us started accepting our identity from God. What does it mean? What does that mean to accept our identity from God? Yeah, just like you were saying a moment ago, so often I think we can have it where we we look at what we do and we think that that's who we are, which is not the case whatsoever. If you if you think about people, let's say at a dinner party, you're meeting somebody for the first time, so often people say, hey, what's your name? They'll say their name. The very next question is, what do you do? All the time, what do you do? Right? And so if somebody has some big high-power job, great, they might feel good about themselves. But let's say someone just lost their job. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, I guess I don't have that much to say, you know, and it makes it feel like, they, like, like they're less of a person. So I think what, what can happen so often out in the world <clears throat> is I like to look at mission, identity, and relationship. I think what can happen is we, we have kind of our mission, which is the things that we do and we try to accomplish. And we think that we have to be so successful in our mission, these things that we have to do to prove ourselves. Because if we accomplish something great, then that's going to, Get, that's going to forge a positive identity. And then we, we view ourselves the way others view us. And if we have a great identity, then we're going to be able to have great relationships. And that's the lie that the world tries to tell us. You have to have a, be successful in your mission to have a positive identity to build incredible relationships, which, of course, we all just want to be loved. Yeah. And God says, nope, that's not it at all. Flip it around. Instead of mission, identity, relationship, it all starts with relationship. And with the relationship that we don't have to earn, that we don't have to prove ourselves with, God is our Father. And that is given to us in baptism. That relationship with God as Father gives us our identity as a child of God. And that can never be taken away. And from that identity, from just just knowing who we are as children of God, that gives us the confidence and truly the grace that we need in reality to then have our mission revealed by God 
and to set out and do whatever God calls us to do Mm. each day. Father Keith Romke is our spiritual director. If you're just joining us, uh, Father Romke, joining us uh, for the first time here on The Inner Life, and uh, he's a priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, talking today about our identity from God. And what does that mean to you? And when was uh, that point in your faith when you uh, really came to know and understand your identity in the eyes of God and that you are a beloved child of God? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address in life at relevantradio.com. Just a reminder that our Relevant Radio toll-free studio line is sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. More information about their cell phones and monthly plans, all available at charitymobile.com. So, Father, I think the reality is that we talk about our identity from God, but I think, I mean, it's true. It's what we do. That is so often where we get our identity. How do we maybe work around that, begin to have different eyes to understand that that, that is not our identity? Yeah, and I think I think we've all we've all had it where something positive happens in our life and we feel like we're on top of the world. And then all of a sudden something will happen and you know, we feel like we're knocked down and all of a sudden it's not just okay, this thing happened, but it's like, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not this, I'm not that. Or we think if I could just have this one thing happen, oh my gosh, then I'd be so super happy. And maybe even maybe it's if I got this thing, we get that thing, we're happy for a little bit. And so I think it's it's the first thing is realizing that we're on a hamster wheel <laughs> so often and that, that the world truly does lie to us, that we, how often have we had it that we think we're going to be happy if one thing happens and, and it doesn't satisfy, right? Because as St. Augustine says, you've made us for yourself, O oh God, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. So yeah, and- I really think that... Well, just make the point, if you would, because no matter who we are or what we do, um, whether it's um, big, small, however anybody wants to label that, in the end, successful, unsuccessful, whatever that is, we are still and we are always uh, that beloved child of God. Absolutely. I remember having having one point, uh, it was probably about my, I think it was in my seventh year of seminary, where I had fallen asleep while praying which would happen, you know, occasionally. And I remember kind of waking up, being there in front of the Blessed Sacrament and just feeling so dejected and thinking to myself, you know, if I was a beginner, this is my first year in seminary, I, I would expect this. But but not now. Like, I need to be able to, you know, to pray and do this and do X, Y, and Z to be, to be pleasing to God. And I just sensed the Lord speak to my heart and the Lord said, what, what you see as this, as this finish line that you need to, to get to, that you're trying to run this journey almost on your own to get to this, to this finish line, to then be able to be like, okay, now I've made it. And the Lord said, you're already there. I, you are baptized. You are my child. Please just accept what I have given you. Realize that you are my son and that, guess what? Like, we're at the starting line. Let's, let's start running together right now and do great things. Well, and Father Romke, when you when you say that, what I'm hearing is what when we start to identify ourselves as we really are that child of God, that really pulls us back into the present moment. All of the the chaos and the craziness that's swirling around us in every one of our lives, that sudden suddenly doesn't seem to make as much difference when we recognize that, gosh, look at this relationship that I have with God and God has with me. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Realizing who we are in God and accepting that identity from him, that it isn't something that, that, that we could kind of, that we could increase by doing something successfully or that we could decrease if we, if we fail at something, you know, that we're going towards through our own fault or if it's, you know, other circumstances. Yeah, we need to be able to see that God is the rock in the midst of whatever storm we're encountering to be able to take a step back from everything and to be able to truly say, I am a child of God. Nothing can take that away. And St. Paul says, you know, what can separate us from the love of Christ? Right? Nothing. We are, we are more than conquerors because of Christ who has loved us. God has, God has chosen us and that will, that will never change. So truly having our identity in God, it is, it is our foundation and it is that rock that we can stand upon Absolutely, no matter what happens. I would say even in our most difficult moments, that's when it's most important to say, yeah, my identity is in God and I am okay. And I am going to thrive because of God who loves me. Hmm. We are talking today about our identity from God. What does that mean to you? And when was that point in your faith journey when you really came to know and understand that you are a beloved child of God. We'd love to hear your story. Father Keith Romke is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke, chapter 4, verses 38 through 44. After Jesus left the synagogue, he entered the house of Simon. Simon's mother-in-law was afflicted with a severe fever, and they interceded with him about her. He stood over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up immediately and waited on them. At sunset, all who had people sick with various diseases brought them to him. He laid his hands on each of them and cured them. And demons also came out from many, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus left and went to a deserted place. The crowds went looking for him, and when they came to him, They tried to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, To the other towns also I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com slash gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Good to have you with us. I'm Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, uh, Jim Shaper answering your phone calls, and Father Keith Romke is our spiritual director. Uh, Father Romke, uh, priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, pastor of St. Patrick's uh, Catholic Church in Dixon, 
Illinois, uh, talking today about our identity from God. Uh, What does that mean to you, and uh, when was that point in your faith when you really came to know and understand that you really are a beloved child of God? Toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Don't forget you can email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. So, Father Robke, I know you love talking about this. Why are you so passionate about helping all of us understand that we really are a beloved children of God, and that really is our identity. Yeah, I think it's so important to know that that identity comes from God because there is there's so much hurt in our world. Um, so many people are are broken. So many people have moments where you know things kind of won't go their way, or you know whatever whatever it is. It, there's a lot of just feeling that can be there of of, of darkness. Um, where people can just feel lost and they can feel like they don't know where to turn. And when you kind of feel, you know, some people, maybe it, maybe it's that they feel depressed or, you know, whatever it is. All of us have moments where, where we have difficult times. And where do we turn to in that moment? And I think very frequently people turn to things that are not able to actually truly satisfy them. They go to different distractions, different things that will not truly make them happy things in the world that maybe it, maybe they're escapes, you know, but that ultimately it doesn't get down to answering, okay, who am I and and am I going to be okay? And how do I work through kind of this this feeling that I have? And it's in those moments that we need to open up our heart to the Lord, that we need to, in a sense, truly go to the cross to open up our our hearts that hurt to take them to the cross, to take them to the Lord, to take them to Jesus, whose heart was open with the lance and poured out for us to realize, okay, my heart is not empty in this moment, even though I might feel that way. I need to open up my heart and allow the love that forced from Christ's heart on the cross to fill me and to accept who he says I am, because who God says I am, that that is who I am. And it's something that doesn't change. It's something that we can all receive right here, right now, we receive it in our baptism. We we have it. It's it's like we have we have the perfect thing. It's like we're thirsting for water. We have truly the the, the fountain of life right there, and we're like, nope, not going to look at that. I'm going to look at something else. Like, no, it's right there. And so I love just trying to help people to understand that <clears throat> you're thirsty, and you have the waters of life. Like Jesus when he when he's speaking with with the woman at the well, you know that these living waters. They truly are within your heart. Yeah. Well, and then, then, Father, walk with us a little bit. Somebody listening today who is, uh, to use your words, is hurting, uh, don't know where to go. Uh, somebody who maybe is in a difficult marriage and doesn't know what to do, um, thinking about divorce. I would say to you, fight, fight for your marriages. I'm really into that these days in terms of mm-hmm. uh, we as married couples. We've got to stand up and fight. But for somebody listening today who is hurting, who doesn't know where to turn, can you uh, just take them and walk with them a little bit right now and uh, and help them understand where they need to go to the cross and recognize who they are? Absolutely. I would say a lot of the hurts that that we can feel. Let's say let's say to use that example, somebody who's hurting, you know, in their marriage. I would say that a lot of times that rather than accepting our identity from God, that we actually believe lies that that can come from our from our you know from our own minds or from the evil one, whatever. That we, you know, if 
when things don't go exactly the way maybe we want them to go, first of all, say maybe that's not the way God wants it to go. Um, that we know Romans 8:28, my favorite verse of scripture. We know that all things work for good for those who love God. Sometimes things don't go the way we expect or the way we want. And God is always able to bring good from any situation. And God is always watching out for us. And he always is ready to to bring that good and to say, hey, hang on, stick with me here. Um, <clears throat> but I think sometimes when things don't go the way that, that we expect, or let's say when things are, are very difficult, that we can begin to believe lies about ourselves, that I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not beautiful enough, I'm not fill in the blank. Um, my hope is that any of the listeners, you know, right now are able to say, yep, I know exactly what that one word is for me. That's kind of that place that I can really get stuck on. <clears throat> and when we, you know, maybe start to believe, yeah, that, that we're not good enough, all of a sudden then tiniest little things can start to happen. We start reading into things and we start, in a sense, it kind of uh, affirms, although affirm isn't the right word, like it, it, it concretizes for us that lie to say, yep, here it is. Here's another instance. Whereas the Lord is saying, please see the good moments that try to seek the blessings. See where I'm trying to show you my hand at work. See that you truly are my beloved child who I love, who I'm going to continue to reach out to always to be able to focus on what is, what is the blessing? What is the grace in that present moment, what is God trying to teach me through this thing? How can I lean towards God rather than away from God? And, and I guess I would say with that too, that trust would be a very a big thing. To trust that God does have my best interest in mind at all times. Yeah, and, and I know for me, Father Robke, in, no, go ahead, please. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the image that uh, I use, and uh, yeah, I mean, we all go through ups and downs. Uh, we all go through hurts to one degree or another, and yes, some are, are deeper and uh, more profound than a lot of other people. But for me, when I get to that point where the world is just nuts, I just have to come back and find that quiet spot and sit down, and almost it's an, the image I use of this that everything outside this little circle goes out of focus. And it all comes back, and now all of a sudden that doesn't make any difference. And all of a sudden I'm just focused on on myself and God in the relationship. And um, to your point earlier, I mean, situations change, but God does not change, does he? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I yeah, think some, and that, that's exactly it. I think sometimes, sometimes we can have it where, where when we go to prayer, we can have certain situations that are going on and we can start praying about how we fix it. You know, like, okay, Lord, how do I fix this? And we're waiting for an answer of how to fix it. Or or maybe even within our prayer, all that we're really doing, you know, we're before the Lord, we've kind of opened ourselves up to him, but all that we're really doing is just thinking through how we're going to solve our situation to make things better. That way we can be better. That way we can be accepted. That way we can be loved. Hmm. We need to not do that. We need to be able to sit down like you said, let everything else go out of focus and to to accept in that moment, I am loved and God is with me right now. And what's going to be even better than God trying to, you know, than, than asking God, show me how to fix this, this or that or the other thing. Why do we want that fixed? 
because if that thing is fixed, then, okay, great. Now I'm okay. Now I can be at peace. Now I can be loved. Whereas God wants for us to realize, no, I don't want to spend time trying to show you exactly how to fix this thing so that you can be loved. I want you to realize you are loved right here, right now. So just accept that and just, in a sense, just, just sit with it. You know, when if we go to the beach, you know, on a nice sunny day, no, you know, you, you spread out the towel, you lay down there, you feel that sun on your face, right? You don't go through this whole process of how am I going to allow myself to feel the sun on my face? It simply happens. You put yourself in the presence of the sun and it happens. And I would say we need to put ourselves in the presence of the sun, that's O-N, right? To go to adoration or even just in a quiet place in our own home and to sit there to open up our hearts, to put everything else aside and to say, Lord, I'm here. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Yeah. And allow what? him to just speak to our hearts. Yeah, and I wonder sometimes, uh, Father, if we, if we don't really know how much we are loved by God. I would say, <laughs> I would say we never know <laughs> how much we're loved <laughs> by God. You know, um, I, different, different saints at different, you know, there's different versions of the quote, whatever, but that, you know, that if we knew how much we were truly loved by God, that, that we would die, that we would die on the spot, just out of, out of the, the glory and the sheer just amazingness of it. Yeah, I remember it's been, uh, oh, more than a few years ago, my best friend uh, passed away. And um, I remember the last part of his journey, he just came to realize it gave him such comfort that he was a beloved child of God. He really grabbed onto it. It really gave him the strength and the courage he needed to be able to to uh, face uh, the death that was uh, coming toward him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and just to have that security, I think we we all want security in relationships, you know, in, in relation to know that we are loved, that we are cared for, that we are are thought of. There's not a single person out there in the world that would say, "I don't want to be loved, and I absolutely just want to be alone. I want to be on my own." That's just not that's not a thing, you know. And what's the reason why? Because God has put that call on our heart to have communion for Him and to enter into a relationship with him. Yeah. Father Keith Romke is our spiritual director talking about our identity with God. We will be right back with more of The Inner Life. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, innerlife@relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Chuck Knapp along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Uh, Patrick Gaylog answering your phone calls this half hour. Our spiritual director joining us for the first time as one of our priests on the inner life, Father Keith Romke. Father is a priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, pastor of St. Patrick's Church in uh, Dixon, Illinois, talking today about our identity from God. And uh, phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Toll-free number 888-914-9149, that toll-free 
Phone number sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. And uh, you can email us as well, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. But your identity from God, what does that mean to you? And do you really understand what that means? And when did you uh, really come to know and understand that you are a beloved child of God? Again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. And uh, just a couple of quick programming notes. Top of the hour, about 25 minutes from now, we're celebrating Mass. Father Rocky celebrates. Mass from our Chapel of the Nativity in uh, Green Bay. And uh, later today, you know, we love praying with you and love uh, praying for you. Uh, later today, the Chapel of Divine Mercy, 3 p.m. Central on the Drew Mariani Show. And then don't forget the Family Rosary Across America, 7 p.m. And 7 p.m. Central, live and interactive. And then uh, we're going to be starting, and you'll be hearing more about this in the coming days, but a 54-day Rosary Novena starting on September 8th, praying for our church and the nation. And we are very directly inviting all of you in our listening audience to join us and be part of this 54-day Rosary Novena. We'll be telling you more about that in the coming days as well. Again, we're talking about uh, our identity uh, from God, and uh, hang a, got a few phone calls. Hang in there with us, everyone. We'll get right to you. But uh, Father Romke, t- just talk a little bit, if you would, before we get to some phone calls. We talk about our identity from God. What role does humility and pride play in all of that? Yeah, that's definitely definitely a great question. Um, I think sometimes when people think about humility, um, they think of humility as just kind of, you know, saying like, oh, no, other people are better than me. Can, that's what we call, you know, false humility. What it truly is, is it is seeing ourselves as God sees us, recognizing our gifts, but recognizing that they come from God and giving God credit for that. Um, as far as trying to, to avoid, you know, pride, I think that we can have it where we want to have this positive identity because then people will love us and everything will be great. And it's like we think that we have to, to reach this, you know, celebrity status or that in other people's eyes that they need to see us in such a, a powerful way or whatever that then, okay, now we've made it. Now we're going to be able to accept the fact that, okay, I actually am loved. But God says, no, I love you right here right now, um, Jesus said in the gospel, you know, this past weekend, they have to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And that can be daunting because wait, I have to deny myself. Well, then what's, what's going to be left for me? You know, there can be that, that, that pride of, no, I need to fend for myself. I need to be in control, but it's deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me to know that we are going to be with the Lord all, all the way. Um, my favorite saint of all time, I love St. Catherine of Siena. Um, and, and there's this beautiful thing that I think is touches directly upon our identity from God, um, which is her teaching on what she calls the cell of self-knowledge. But she was in her, you know, her, her cell in her home, her like religious cell where she would live and she would pray all the time. And God came to a point where she said, I want you to, I want you to go out now. Um, and you need to go, you know, make an impact with the people, be out in the community. And she said, but what about my cell? And he said, I want for you to live within the cell of self-knowledge. And within that, it's kind of, it works within humility and avoiding pride. Um, he said that there are two things that you always have to keep in mind. The first is that, is that as, as a human person, that we are sinful, we are weak, we can accomplish nothing on our own, and we are utterly dependent on God. And maybe for some people, when they first hear it, they're like, well, that's pretty sobering, you know? But it's a beautiful truth that, that we're nothing. God is everything. 
and that's okay because the second point, and we have to hold both of these at the same time, right? We're sinful, we're weak, we can't accomplish anything on our own, we're utterly dependent on God. But the second thing is that God is our Father, that he is infinitely loving, that he desires to lavish his mercy upon us. He longs to lift us up and make us new. And it's beautiful because it can help us to remain to remain humble and to see ourselves as God sees us. God loves us, even though, yes, we do have weaknesses. Those weaknesses don't uh, send us away from God. You know, he doesn't turn away from us. So it, it keeping those things in mind helps us to, to remain humble, you know, um, remembering that, yes, that we, we are weak on our own, that we need God helps us to remain humble. But then when things are going great for us, that we don't say, yep, look at me, I'm so great, that we remember, okay, this is a gift from God, and we need to have to have gratitude in there as well. Yeah. So I think part of accepting our identity from God is realizing, yeah, on my own, I am weak. Because you know, sometimes people might say, you know, I'm struggling with something. Things are really, really difficult right now. How could God love me? Or how could somebody say, no, no, you are strong, you know, with the Lord. I don't feel that way. But to realize that accepting that we are weak is truly a part of it. But to realize that that's not where we stay, because God comes down. He gives us his grace. He makes us new. He makes us his sons and his daughters. So, yes, we are weak, but God within us is strong, and that is that is who we are. So we truly are strong. Father Keith Romke is our spiritual director, talking about our identity from God. Let's uh, take some phone calls. Thanks for waiting, everyone. Let's start with Mary, listening in Minnesota. Hi, Mary. Good to have you on the program today. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I guess um, I could say that ever since I can remember, I've had just feelings of not being loved or feeling very alone or just not being worthy. Um, I mean, those are my earliest memories of, of, of how I felt about myself. And um, a couple years ago, through the help of a priest that has just wonderful gifts, I was able um, to get to the bottom of it. And I guess, um, I guess what happened is I was sexually abused um, as a three-year-old. And um, finding that out completely made me understand how I've never felt like I had an identity. I never knew who I was. I, I, I never felt worthy of anything. And um, eight years ago, I had a conversion, had an encounter with Christ, and he has been working really hard on me and has been healing so much. But last October, I went to a retreat, and I remember feeling really sad because I just keep saying it's been my whole life that I felt like this. When is this going to get better? I know in my mind that God loves me. I know that I am his beloved daughter, but there's just something in my heart that can't accept it. And um, during that night at that retreat, there was um, the exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, and you know there was some um, worship music going on, and I just remember healing, kneeling and um, and just asking him, when am I going to fully understand in my heart, not just in my mind, that you love me and that I am your beloved daughter and that I am worthy? And all of a sudden, I started feeling this warmth all over my body, 
and I started shaking. And my heart felt like it was, like someone was like grabbing it and squishing it so hard that it hurt. But then it would let it go. And I would feel so much peace and so much love. And that kind of happened over and over after what I would say a few minutes. And I remember this whisper that said to me, do you feel my love? And I just started crying and I couldn't believe what was going on. And I just said again, I know this is you and I know that you love me. And ever since then, it's it's almost like something has connected again. And I guess I wouldn't say I'm fully healed, but now I I feel that I am worthy of being loved. God bless you, Mary. Thank you so much for sharing that. And what I think is is so beautiful about it, I'll say I'll say two things is your fidelity and God's fidelity. And I would say what, what's so beautiful is your fidelity in the fact that that in that moment when you said, okay, I know intellectually that God loves me, but I don't feel it yet. The very fact that you said, I'm going to continue to open up my heart. I'm going to continue to try to, to find the Lord. And I think that that is so, so, so important because so many people, just they just, they just give up. And, and unfortunately, they, they walk away. And I think it's so beautiful because by you being faithful to God, you have, you have great faith, <laughs> um, allowed God that opportunity then to say, okay, here's this moment where I'm going to show that, yes, I truly am here. And what I think is so beautiful, too, is that you simply allowed God to show you that he loved you. you know, that it isn't anything that you had to do. It was simply showing up and being there and letting him love you. And the thing that's so beautiful about that, too, I'd say this for, for, for everyone, would simply be that the thing that's so beautiful about it being that it is we just show up and let God love us is that it's not our project that we have to, to, to gain this love and that afterwards we don't have to continue to try to do anything to, to continue to, to earn that and to have it stay. Mm-hmm. So I'm, just, I'm so glad that, that you remain faithful to the Lord through through you know, just different hardships and through moments where things were, you know, maybe confusing or maybe confusing isn't the right word, but just we're waiting and saying, okay, Lord, when is this going to happen? So God bless you. And just thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, Mary, what a beautiful story. And, you know, she brings up such a good point for us, uh, Father Romke, in terms of when we were talking earlier about, do we really know how much God loves us? And certainly I think we could all say in our heads, we know that, but does it really penetrate our hearts? And here we hear Mary's story, and you can hear it. You can hear how that uh, head knowledge, wanting to know more, how it moved into her heart and really became tangible. She could feel it. She could touch it. She could really begin to understand how much God loves her and really loves all of us. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And I would say, too, my guess is that that there are probably— many listeners right now, there's probably plenty of you who are saying, I'm at that place where Mary was, where she said, okay, I want to believe this. I know it, but I don't actually sense this yet in my heart, right? Like, oh, I want that. She's so lucky that she had that. Where's what I'm going to say? You are lucky. 
that you are a child of God and God loves you. And Mary continued to show up. And so I'm just going to invite you to continue to show up and to know, to, to continue to believe that, yes, God does love me and God is here and God is going to be with me through it. And know that when the moment is right, at that moment when God knows, okay, this is the exact moment to to reveal it maybe tangibly or, you know, in a big way, that the Lord will make that happen. But the important thing is that we continue to show up. And and that's true. We just need to let God love us. I mean, people might say, well, well, how? How do I do that? It truly is by coming before him and letting go, not trying to to manage it, not trying to control, which is hard because so often the world around us tells us that we have to be successful and that we have to prove ourselves and we have to do certain things to to have that identity. Let me tell you right now, and I beg you to believe this, you are a child of God. The way that you are going to be able to learn that is by living from it. It's kind of like which came first, the chicken or the egg, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able to say, and believe I am a child of God, and to start acting as if that is true, because it is true, and putting faith in that. And when you put that faith in that, you're going to have more courage, you're going to have more confidence, you are going to get a sense of peace. When things happen in life that kind of start to rattle you and and shake that confidence to say, no, I'm going to accept this, I'm going to believe this, I'm going to put my faith in it. And you are going to see that the Spirit is going to work in beautiful ways. We have to step out of the boat like Peter, walk on that water, keep our eyes focused on Christ. Focus on Christ, not focus on the wind and the waves. Father Keith Ropke, our spiritual director. Mary, thanks again. Good to have you on the program. Let's head out to uh, Porterville, California. Yvette listening there. Hi and welcome. You're on the air with Father Keith Ropke. Hello. Thank you so much for taking my call. And... I am just so blessed to be able to share my testimony today. Um, I would like to say that um, not only did God show me that I am his child, but he makes me feel like I am his only child. I, After my divorce, that I tried so hard to not have happen in my life. Um, I fell into doing alcohol and drugs and it was a a really bad addiction and um i didn't even know god was real at that point you know i was baptized in the catholic church i did my confirmation but i was not brought up to know he was there you know and um i -hmm. came to my bottom and uh to where my i like i i was like gonna die you know i i a lot of things happened to where I was at that brink, and um, right, like I just, I, I passed out. I, I had lost a lot of blood, and I, in a moment, I yelled out to him when I was in this black, because I had like went, uh, like, you know, I was not alive anymore. Like for, I had like a near death experience. I said, God, if you are real, then please give me another chance. If you're real, mm. you know, let me live. And um, I just remember feeling the color like amber, peace. And I, I woke up and I sat up. And the doctors and nurses were shocked. That, and, you know, that I had came out of it. And uh, it was like a drug overdose that I was in. And um, 
ever since then, I just, you know, I pledged to give my life to God, and and I uh, I know that He's real, and I I've been celibate, and I God has helped me through, and I am no longer looking for love in drugs or in men or in places I know I'm not going to get love. He makes me feel validated. He makes me feel great. And I just know if I keep on doing what's right, follow the commandments, go to church, that I'm going to be okay and I'm going to make it. And I just, I want to just give everybody or anybody, if there's any addiction that anyone is struggling with, it could be uh, pornography, drugs, alcohol, food, anything, if you yell out to God, He will come, He will be there, and He will save you from it. Thank you again. That's that's all my story I wanted to share. <laughs> Amen. God bless you, Yvette. Thank you so much for sharing that. And and I love the fact that, that you started everything saying that how God loves us in a particular way, and He loves us as we are and, and I would say, yeah, God knows every single one of our hearts, and, and he is going to love us in a particular way. It's like Jesus says, you know, that the good shepherd leaves the 99 to go and search for the one. And, and it's not that he doesn't care about the 99, of course he does, but it's that focus on he cares about that one. He loves that one. And that is you, right? That is you, Yvette. That is you, everyone that's listening. God loves us in such a particular way. And, and, and I would say even, let's say, within all of us are individuals, within our likes and our dislikes, and I have things that I love to do. You love things that you love to do. God wants to speak to us through those things. And he wants for us to delight in those things and realize that he has given us those things and that to know that our Father looks down upon us in this particular way. And when we are delighting in the things that we delight in, thanking him for those things that 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 truly is a way to reach out and to know, okay, that yes, God is with me even in this thing because he has given me this thing that I, that I love, that I, that I enjoy. But see, sometimes, you know, yeah, we can get that, that feeling that we have to reach out and to, to provide and produce our own, our own happiness. Is that like you were saying, you know, it, it, you know, early on that that was what you were doing, you know, trying to reach out, to it, but realizing, no, God is going to love me. And, and I would say that God reveals that to us, that it, we, don't, we don't have to be someone completely and utterly different for God to love us. We are who we are. Yes, we need to follow his commands and follow how he calls, but God loves us particularly as we are with who we are as individuals. So sometimes we might be afraid to follow God in a, in a deeper way because we feel like, well, I would have to be someone else. No, you have to be who God has created you to be which involves your own, you know, your own likes and dislikes and your personality, right? We don't have to throw away our personality in order to be loved by God and to be who it is that, that, that we're called to be. Yeah. You've had a beautiful story. Thanks uh, for joining us on uh, the program today. I love when our listeners call in and tell us such beautiful stories, and then they say, oh, that's all, that's all I have. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, yeah. that was enough. That was just a, a great story. Father Keith Romke is our spiritual director 
And Father Romke is a priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, pastor of St. Patrick's Catholic Church in Dixon, Illinois. Joining us for the first time on the program is one of our spiritual directors and talking today about accepting our identity from God. And uh, I think I would be remiss, uh, Father, we talked earlier about uh, St. Catherine of Siena and the cell of self-knowledge and two points you wanted to make, that we are sinful, uh, men and women, and everything we have is dependent on God. And then the second point you made uh, is for us to realize that God is our Father. And so I wonder for somebody in our listening audience who maybe uh, his or her earthly father wasn't um, what uh, the Lord wanted uh, him to be for uh, that man or woman. What do we do with our relationship uh, with God the Father when maybe the relationship we had with our own fathers here wasn't so good? Yes, that's a great question. And I would say that that's something that that, that can obviously be very tough because this is God our Father. And if we you know, and even let's say with our identity, perhaps, you know, people have, you know, a father where, you know, maybe things were never good enough, or maybe they were, you know, harsh on them or something. And so maybe it's kind of that, you know, that, that view that people sometimes get of this Old Testament God kind of thing, you know, like the wrath of God kind of thing. And yeah, it can be so difficult in that moment to then say, well, wait a second, you know, to, to get a skewed image of God. Well, if God loves me, well, this is what I know of love from a father. And what I would say with that is that is that God is a perfect father and no no human, you know, is going to be able to love us perfectly. But what I would say the beautiful thing within that is that, you know, we have within the Trinity, we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so I would say that if you if you struggle to see God the Father as this loving father because of hardship that you had, you know, with your own earthly father, my recommendation would be okay. Spend time truly getting to know the person of Jesus Christ or the person of the Holy Spirit in a deeper way and come to receive the love of God through, you know, the the second person or the third person of the Trinity. Now, what I'm not saying at all is just leave God the Father behind because he doesn't matter. Of course, he loves us, right? And of course, within the Trinity, you know, we have one and three, three and one. What I would say is, is spend, it's okay to spend time getting to know Jesus Christ and getting to know and accept love from the Holy Spirit. And then when you receive love from there and, you're, and you're, you're comfortable and you receive that love and you know that you are loved, to then ask Jesus and ask the Holy Spirit, please teach me and help me to come to know the love of the Father. That way we don't go to that place alone and we're able to say, okay, teach me. Jesus, I trust you. Holy Spirit, I trust you. Teach me now about this Father that truly does love me. Yeah. Father Keith Romke, our spiritual director today, just about a minute left. And can you make the point one more time? We talked early that so often we, uh, our identity is rooted in what we do. And don't we all, for some reason or another, want more of whatever we already have? And I don't want to say that that's bad, but um, isn't it true that sometimes those things in our life become our gods? Absolutely. We can turn to things that we think are going to make us happy, and maybe they make maybe they give us fleeting pleasure and make us happy for a little bit, but they never, ever, ever satisfy. And we always find that our hearts are yearning for more. The reason why our hearts are yearning for more is because our hearts have been made for union with God. That is who that is who we are. We aren't what we have. We aren't what we do. We truly are 
created to be in relationship with God. Our entire existence is to be his sons and daughters. And so we need to daily just, the one thing that we need to do each day as our goal is, how can I receive God's love? And then how do I pour that love forth for others and receive that as my mission? It's amazing how freeing it is when we accept the fact that we're loved by God. Because suddenly now, wait, I don't have to, I don't have to fight for myself. I don't have to fend for myself. Wait, I'm actually loved? Well, well now what? Now I can go and now I can love <laughs> Yeah, others. wow, I'm actually loved. Amazing. Love. Father Keith Robke, our spiritual director, we have to wrap things up. And uh, Father, we'd like to close this hour with a final blessing for all of our listeners. Yes, that our Heavenly Father might just continue to just shine His loving face upon you, and that He might watch over you always, give you His peace and light, to know that you are His sons and daughters. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Keith Romke, a pleasure. Hope you'll come back again sometime soon. Thanks for joining us today, and thanks to all of you for joining us. Just a reminder, Mass starting in about 60 seconds. Don't forget, 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Cale Clark. We're back tomorrow. See you then.